Hello and welcome to Where Parents Talk TV. My name is Leanne Castellino. Our guest today is a mom of three. She is the CEO of Lice Squad, a leading lice removal company with more than 30 franchises across Canada. She also heads New Dawn Distributing and recently added yet another title to her resume, that of founder and president of Canada's top mayor award. Welcome, Don Mucci. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and I appreciate the invitation. Don, I wanted to start by asking you, at what point were you in your life's journey or maybe even your parenting journey when you decided to become an entrepreneur? I have been an entrepreneur since as far back as I can remember. Um, as far back as age six, I was doing lemonade stands on a busy street in Toronto. I lived in a flat above a record store on Bronxensvales, which they now call Bronxie. And um, I did a number of different things uh, back then as a child or a kidpreneur, as they call them. And uh, I just always had a knack for spotting opportunities and solving problems and um, just a real passion and desire to create. Um, I believe that entrepreneurship is a form of art and uh, we create um, things of value for others through that art form. So then at what point on that journey then did you become a mom? I became a mom very young at 21 with my first son. He's now 28. And um, it was because of him that, well, not because of him, but a circumstance uh, around him coming home from daycare with head lice that got me involved in helping other mothers with the issue of head lice. Um, and plus being a child who was very sociable with long, thick, clean hair, I was very susceptible to lice and often got it quite a bit. So I was very um, in touch with the stigma that was associated with lice and those feelings of shame and negativity. So when it came to me as a young mother and my son had it, I went kind of back to that place. And I remember having all those pesticides and things used and the little combs that just tore my hair. And I remember saying there's got to be a better way and I was doing an aromatherapy business at that time I had new dawn aromatherapy I became one of the first certified aromatherapists um, in the greater GTA area and I parlayed my use of essential oils into my first product line so that was um, my first forte into a, a bona fide business. So at that point, um, it's safe to say that you're an experienced um, entrepreneur, but you were a young mother. How did you go about finding a balance between running your own business and raising a child? I will be honest and tell you that there really is no such thing. Um, you just work with what you've got and where you are. Um, I remember when I had my twins, and this is just a little bit later on um, in the development of my business, I was just getting it going. You know, the first few years are trial and error and it takes time to build. But as just as it was about to take off, I had my twins. And I remember being on breakfast television promoting my business and I had was breastfeeding and it was one of those situations where the kids weren't there, but a baby cried. And I guess all moms can kind of relate to what would happen to you. And I was on live TV and, you know, you just have to roll with things. You just have to do the best with what you've got. And I mean, I don't have a secret sauce to it. It really is just about... I think a self-care, making sure that you're taking good care of yourself um, physically and mentally and spiritually, uh, putting yourself first so that you have the energy to do everything you need to do as a mother and as a business owner. And then 
the second most um, important thing I think that helped was um, surrounding myself with amazing other women and, and people that that had the resources and skills that I lacked. So I was able to learn early on that the most important thing to have a relatively sane uh, work life kind of balance, if you want to call it that, um, is to delegate and to have people around you that are smarter than you in areas where you are struggling and um, to trust those people to be able to take those tasks and execute them. And that gives you the creativity to continue on as the visionary and do the things you need to do to uh, bring a new business and grow and develop your brand. It's so interesting to hear you sort of lay that all out. It sounds so simple, but when you're in it, um, you know, it's a whole different it's a whole different story. So mm -hmm. at what point in your journey of, of having these two roles happening, did you delegate? Did you reach out? Did you seek out mentors? Because it's not obvious for everybody, right? The thing that stri struck me was how exhausting it was to be an entrepreneur in the early days. And the solopreneur thing is, is a death sentence. I mean, I realized I was wearing so many hats that the burnout could come really quickly. And the first thing I, I, I recognized was that I was burning out because there was just too much to do in a day, being a parent and trying to build a business. And so that's when I realized the most important thing was that delegation piece and that, um, you know, bringing people on as soon as you can. The first thing I, I spent my money on was investing in someone to assist me. And from there, things got easier because that person took a lot of um, pressure off my shoulders. And unlike a lot of um, mothers, and I, I'm not um, saying how it's to be done or how it should be done, but I, instead of, you know, having a nanny and going to work, you know, working the 60 to 80 hour uh, work weeks that most entrepreneurs have to do to begin building a business, I hired um, someone to manage my business and be there majority of the time so I could delegate the things that needed to be done and I could stay home with my twins. So I would go into work two days a week and do what I had to do to support and to, to guide and um, to lead. And then I was able to be home with my children. So, you know, whatever works, I always say whatever works for, for an individual is what you need to go with. You know yourself best and you know what, what um, works for you. And mentorship is another huge thing. And I'm glad you touched on that because I honestly feel that if I didn't have mentorship uh, to guide me and help me, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten as far as I have in my professional career. And my mothering, <laughs> quite frankly, you look to other mothers to mentor you. Like your your website is a fantastic resource for for parents, right? We we need that mentorship from other parents. There's no guidebook. You have children, and you figure it out as you go. And I always say you do the same with business, but it helps greatly to have um, mentors to help guide you. On that note, how would you say that being a mom helped inform? Uh, being an entrepreneur and vice versa. In other words, how did the each of your roles impact the other in positive and perhaps, you know, less positive ways? Well, I believe that women have an innate ability to be able to communicate well. Uh, we know how to um, delegate and manage a lot of tasks because it's just naturally something we have to do being parents. And, and we're not afraid to ask for help. And 
re- reach out and lean on others. It, it, as far as parenting goes or a business ownership, the worst thing you can do is go it alone or think that you, you have to have all the answers or think that you, you know, that you're, you're not doing it right or to anyone else's standards. Um, I think you do the best you can with what you have and you always reach out for help and for mentorship and to try and lean on others to support you in your journey because it's very challenging to be a parent. It's challenging to run a business and you combine the two things and you can um, run into some pretty big obstacles. So really having a support system around you is so critical uh, to your health and well-being and the success of you as a parent and as a business owner. As you face the various challenges uh, in your business, which are inevitable in, in any business, what would you say kept you going that you you know didn't throw in the towel, that you persevered and have really grown this, this massive you know, national company. Hmm. What has kept me going? You know, I, I was th- I was thinking about that the other day, because I'm, I'm coming on 20 odd years in, in business, and my kids are about to go to college and university. So I'm, I'm coming into a different time of my life. And I think what keeps me going is the creativity, because I believe that I call it a disease. I mean, I'm constantly having ideas and creating things. And I, I thrive on that being able to be use my entrepreneurship as a creative vehicle. And I think what keeps me going is I just want to have a, a, a comfortable and decent life. And I want to be able to um, build something of value that I can leave behind as a legacy. And I want to be a great role model for not just my children, but anybody out there. Any other uh, woman or uh, man or person that that wants to um, create and achieve something in the in the realm of a business, it's very possible for anybody. And and for me to be able to inspire others, um, coming from a place where I didn't have formal education, I didn't really have resources. I came into my business with five hundred dollars in my pocket on as a single mother on social assistance and. So if I was able to take my ingenuity and my creativity and my persistence uh, to create a business that now actually fosters other women to start a business through franchising, anyone can do that. And I think what drives me is that ambition to prove that um, anyone can do it. And just it makes me happy to be able to contribute and give back. You talked about stigma earlier. And... You know, it strikes me as as so interesting in your story that the very nature of what it is that you do, License Mm -hmm. Squad, Mm -hmm. has a certain amount of stigma attached to it. So not only were you trying to balance, you know, the different roles in your life and what you just described, which is is a tremendous amount of, you know, adversity that you clearly have overcome. Mm -hmm. How did you go about addressing the stigma around, you know, Uh, the removal of of lice and the very nature of what it is that you do? The stigma was challenging because I was a pioneer in this. Uh, No one had done something like I was trying to accomplish. And, you know, talking to the insurance people and the lawyers and the various people, accountants that you need to align yourself with at the beginning of your business, they, they didn't understand what I was trying to do. So I had to I had to explain it to them. I think any parent um, 
would autom automatically understand the stigma. Anyone who's ever had lice would automatically understand the stigma. I think it's those people that have never experienced it that tend to have um, a lack of understanding and um, may, might tend to, to judge it in a certain way, but, but that's only because they've not experienced it. And um, I mean, it's like, I've, I've overcome many stigmatized issues in my life. I have, I've had a lot to, to, to challenge me and a lot to overcome around the issue of stigma, um, not just because I'm in the head lice business, um, you know, and being a, a woman in business and also having uh, struggled with some um, mental health issues in my, my career and my mothering, uh, motherhood. So I know all about stigma and I know the only way to, um, to break stigma is to um, move through it and be an example of, of it and how you can overcome it and to educate people. And it's just all about education and it's all, it's all about um, just being authentic and transparent and sharing your story. Currently in this pandemic, there are many women uh, in particular who are being affected by um, the pandemic and access to work and childcare and caring for elderly parents, et cetera. They're being forced out of the workforce. Um, what advice would you give to any of those people who might be considering becoming entrepreneurs and particular if they are moms themselves? Yeah, it is a challenging time and I, I totally empathize. I'm, you know, on the same boat in a sense and we're we're doing everything we can to um, make it over to the other side. And majority of the women that own my franchises, um, you know, they, they're very smart and uh, intelligent. Uh, they, they are also struggling. But what I will say is this pandemic has presented quite a number of opportunities and I'm not going to um, worry too much about how women are gonna bounce back because um, we are resourceful and we're, we're resilient. And I, I think looking at the opportunities that this has presented, like the ability to stay at home and work, the Zoom meetings and the ways that we can now communicate and, and uh, execute our work without having to spend those two or three hours in the car or missing time running back and forth to meetings. We've proven in the last year that all of these things can be done from the comfort of your home. And you can also uh, look at the opportunities that are out there to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself through the franchise model. You know, starting a business from scratch is, is very challenging and it will take resources, time, money, um, and, and a lot of us might not have that right now due to circumstances because of COVID. Uh, but what, what you could do is look at an established brand, something you're passionate about. So if you go to the Canadian Franchise Association, there's a number of different kinds of businesses from fitness to, to headlights to you know, flipping burgers, whatever you're passionate about, look into coming uh, into a part of a franchise system as a way of creating opportunity for yourself. So you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And, and just try and look at those other opportunities that present themselves now because of the way that things have shifted uh, because of COVID, you know, lots, lots of opportunities are there. So do some research and look around and see, see what you can, um, because the traditional jobs are, are never reliable. I mean, I've seen it over and over again. It didn't take a pandemic to prove to me that you can't count on a job, but you can count on yourself and you can be resourceful. So I would say to go and find something that you're passionate about, pursue it. 
Don, what would you say that you have learned about yourself over the course of being a mom and running a business at the same time? I think I've learned I'm stronger than I think than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've learned to be um, reliant on others to help, and I've learned to ask for help. Um, I've learned that you've got to share what you've been blessed with and that you have to give it away um, and help others along the way. Um, You know, the principle of of paying it forward or paying it back is so important because when you are able to achieve some level of success or or, or something of value, um, it's no good just keeping it to yourself. Really, it's uh, it's meant to be shared. So I've learned to, um, to want to share what I know and what I have with others. And um, I don't know, I guess I, I'm, I'm learning to relax a bit now. I, I really, this, this whole situation in the last year uh, with COVID and uh, everything, it's taught me to just slow down, be grateful and uh, look for the ways I can help others. And most importantly, to just take care of myself and the people around me and, and really cherish and appreciate this time that we've had together. When you look back on it now, uh, what would you say that you're most proud of on this journey of all these multiple roles? And I know a lot of moms, a lot of parents, and certainly a lot of entrepreneurs, we're we're all so busy that we don't often take the time to think about that question. But what would you say that you are most proud of along this journey? Oh, boy. I I have to say I'm proud of my children for putting up a busy mom and that they've all turned out really, really well. Um, I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to create an opportunity for other, uh, for other women. So uh, I'm proud of my franchise franchisees that the women that have started their own independent businesses through my franchise model and the brand that I started that they believed in my vision and they're now successful business owners themselves that makes me super proud and um, the staff and the people that I have around me at my um, you know that help uh, me with with the day-to-day running of the business I, I certainly I can't really take the credit for any of this, like for the success and where I've, I've, I've come in my, my, my journey as an entrepreneur, because that truly is a collaborative effort. It, it, I'm only where I am because of the people I've surrounded myself with uh, that, that have been there for, for not just me, but everybody that's, you know, got an invested interest in, in the business that I run, uh, that we run, sorry. So um, I'm really proud of my team franchisees and my, my kids, my family. Um, and I'm proud of myself. That, that's hard to say because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to, to like, I don't want to seem boastful or anything. I, I'm, I'm very humble about everything that's, that I've been able to achieve. But sometimes it's really important to give yourself a good, like, pat on the back, you know, for your accomplishments. So, yeah, I, I, I have to give myself that, too, because uh, I, I really never did for many, many years. 
And that's so that's so common, right? With with a lot of of again moms and, and certainly entrepreneurs. Uh, let me ask you: um, We are in a pandemic, and this topic may not be top of mind in a lot of families. But any words of advice around um, you know lice and the area that you know is the focus of your business and what people might should might need to be aware of, even if they are not at school all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. And we're actually working on some uh, educational resources around that because what's happened um, in uh, uh during COVID is, you know, the social distancing has created lice uh, to be on a bit of a survival mode, like any organism, you know, if you cut off the supply of food, they, they, you know, have to evolve or they have to, you know, uh, mutate in some way to be able to survive this their, for their species. And so lice are on a survival mode right now. And they're actually almost adapting to their life cycle is sort of adjusting. And I was reading an article uh, in, in the in the States and I forget, I can't cite the actual source, but it said that the life cycle of the lice is mutating in, in such a way that they're, um, I'm concerned, what I'm concerned with is that when people are getting back together and there's going to be a lot of hugging and, and people sharing uh, close up, that there's going to be a lice outbreak, like a big lice outbreak because you know, they are on that survival mode. And right now, we may not be seeing a lot of cases, um, especially in our business, we, our business has really slowed up, slowed down, but the people that are coming in have massive infestations, uh, because they don't, A, it's not top of mind, B, they're stopping all the regular things they used to do, but like checking once a week, or, you know, the lice letters from the school, it's not even on anyone's radar, because there's so many more important things happening. So they're getting very severe cases that go on, and then the family units are getting it. So it's not so much they're peers at school or daycare, uh, it's the family units getting severe infestations. So prevention and checking is key uh, at this stage of the game. And then when things do get back to um, uh, normal, be careful because there will be a lot more lice cases, I believe, um, happening and, and people need to be aware of that. Final question for you, Dawn, um, as we sort of conclude this interview, I'm just wondering if there's any other tips and, and advice that you might want to offer to um, parents contemplating starting their own business uh, while having a family. And they always say the first two years of any business are the most challenging. And I don't know what the status specifically, but a lot of businesses start and fail within that time frame. So how would you um, suggest that they set them up themselves up for success managing those two different uh, buckets, parenting and entrepreneurism? So again, I would say to, to like surround yourself with support and um, maybe not go into business by yourself, but do it with an established brand who already has that team of mentors and that roadmap available to you. So that would be through franchising or buying an existing business where you get all of the, the stuff, the, the templates there. Um, I've always told people to never wait for things to be perfect. You know, don't wait till you have enough money or enough resources, enough people. Start with where, where you are, with what you have, and just go forward and figure it out as you go because that is the way it's gonna happen. You, 
Perfection is the enemy of done. And if you're waiting for perfection before you take that step, you're going to wait a long time. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> it's not an easy thing. The first two, three years of business is is headbanging. And if you have kids, add, add nails to the chalkboard. You know, it's it's challenging. But just do the best with what you have and with where you are and just take one step forward every day. And don't forget to ask for help. Don Mucci, thank you so much for your time today. It is my pleasure. And thank you again for having me.